Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I'm planning my own unconventional budget micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you might be more excited about your honeymoon than your wedding, you are definitely in the right place. Today's episode is all about honeymoons and also mini moons. And I am so excited because I am a huge, 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 huge travel lover. And if I'm being honest, I am much more excited about my upcoming honeymoon than my upcoming weddings. This is a very fun, exciting episode for me. Um, Honeymoons look a little bit different in the time of Corona. Trying to travel the world during a global pandemic is tough (laughs) and is uh, not possible in a lot of places. So I think this is going to be a very helpful episode if you're getting married in the next uh, year or two and you're trying to plan a honeymoon in very uncertain times. But I also think a lot of these tips will still serve you well, even if you're saying, okay, we're not going to honeymoon until after COVID until there's a vaccine and everything's, you know, back to normal. I still think a lot of the tips in this episode are going to really help you sort of narrow down when you want to go, where you want to go, the kind of trip you want to have and all of that. So listen in. All right. So the first thing I want to get into is the difference between a mini moon and a honeymoon. So we've all heard of a honeymoon. It's the trip that the newlyweds take after they get married. But what the heck is a mini moon? So a mini moon, kind of like it sounds, is a mini honeymoon. So whereas a honeymoon might be like two weeks in Jamaica, a mini moon would be like three days at a cabin about an hour outside of the city where we got married. So it's just a smaller version of the honeymoon. Um, And the great thing is that mini moons are a lot more accessible during a global pandemic. It is a lot easier to travel to a town, maybe just a couple hours from where you live, somewhere you can get by car, somewhere where you only have to, you know, go for a couple days, you don't have to worry about flying or quarantines or COVID tests or any of those other super fun things that uh, are involved in traveling internationally right now. It's also great. 
because mini moons are often cheaper and shorter just by virtue of not having to fly, um, not having to, you know, pay for hotels or apartments or whatever for weeks and weeks. It might just be a few days. You'll be saving some money. And because they're typically shorter, you know, that'll save you time if you have to take time off work, if you have to find childcare or pet care or somebody to water your plants, whatever it is. So it's a little bit less hassle. Um, which might be nice depending on your situation. Maybe you do need that bigger break from life. Maybe you can only afford a few days. Um, and also when you do a mini moon, it doesn't mean you can't do a honeymoon later. So I know a lot of people, especially in these COVID times, are opting to do a little mini moon now. You know, they'll go to a nearby national park for a couple of days of camping or a and b on the water or a cute little cabin out in the woods, whatever it is, maybe you have a destination town near you, they'll do that now. And then they are planning to do a delayed honeymoon, you know, next year or the year after whenever the world is a little bit uh, closer to normal and they're able to travel freely. So that's totally up to you. You can do just the mini moon if you want to just do something, you know, a bit smaller, a bit shorter, a bit cheaper. You can do just a honeymoon if you want to totally forego the mini moon and say, hey, we don't need that little getaway. We're just going to save up and go on this great big mini or sorry, great big honeymoon uh, when it is safe. Or you can do both. You can have the mini moon now and the delayed honeymoon later. One thing I will say about the mini moon is even though it is, you know, a COVID safer option because you're not having to get on a plane and cross borders and things like that, still be really aware, especially if you are going from a place where there is uh, quite a lot of COVID activity. If you have really high numbers and you're going into a small town where, you know, they don't have as much, um, sorry, as many COVID cases, or even if they don't have as many resources, you know, maybe there's not a hospital nearby or testing centers or anything like that. Be really careful. Um, I remember in the early days of the pandemic, people were really scared that everyone from New York was like evacuating the city because a lot of people were heading to these little tiny towns thinking like, oh, I'm just going to get away from it all. I'm going to go relax, not realizing that they're bringing all of their big city germs to this teeny tiny town with, you know, one grocery store and no hospital and no testing capabilities. So just be careful of that, especially if you are going to smaller towns, you know, retirement places, things like that. Be really careful. Try to, um, you know, obviously be super COVID safe where your mask, keep your distance, maybe try to pack your own food for a little while or do contactless delivery or things like that. Uh, obviously, the last thing you want to come out of your wedding and your mini moon is health problems. So just be super careful about that. And then also, even if you aren't crossing international borders, I know a lot of states and provinces have restrict restrictions between them. So just double check, do your research, make sure wherever you are headed, if you are crossing some sort of town, province, state lines that you are still welcome and you don't have to test or get a quarantine or anything like that. And if you do, make sure that you are following all of those rules. So now that you know the difference between the mini moon and the honeymoon, let's get into the different types of trips that you can take. So there really are no hard and fast rules on this. I know if like if you Google honeymoon, you're going to see a lot of all-inclusive resorts in like Mexico and Jamaica and the Caribbean, or you might see, you know, people taking cruises or island hopping in Greece or whatever it is, but really there is there's no right way to honeymoon. There's no wrong way to honeymoon as long as you are both there and you're doing something something you love that is awesome. So it's all about your personalities. What are you looking for? What does what does a trip mean to you when you travel? What sort of things do you love to do? 
is that what you want to do on your honeymoon? Or are you looking for something else? So maybe you want to relax, you want to spend every day by the pool, you want to go to the spa, you just want to chill out and totally get some Zen time, just relax, connect, recharge. Maybe you want to explore, maybe you love going to new places, you want to hop between a bunch of cities and try different restaurants and go to different museums and different attractions and tours. Maybe you prefer something more adventurous or athletic, you want to do a big hike or a big I don't know, bungee jump or something like that. You want to do something totally wild and adventurous and adrenaline pumping. Um, maybe you're super into culture. You want to do something more immersive, stay in an area just totally outside of your regular bubble. Maybe you're in it for the food. You just want to eat at all of these amazing restaurants. Maybe you're in it for the architecture. You want to look at gorgeous buildings and maybe ruins. You want to go to somewhere like Petra in Jordan. Maybe you just want to be pampered. You want to go around living that life of luxury. So it's really up to you and your personalities. You know, are you the type of couple? Do you like to move? Move really fast on a trip, sort of ticking off a bunch of things on the to-do list each day, jumping from city to city, or do you prefer to slow things down? Do you want to have, you know, an apartment where you can cook your own food? Do you want to stay at a luxury hotel? Do you want to camp? Do you want to be in a cabin, B&B? There are so many options and literally no right, no wrong. It's whatever the two of you are looking for. Some things you want to think about um, would be, are you regular travelers? Do you guys travel a lot? Do you go on a lot of trips? Or is this sort of going to be a first time thing? Like, do you have to go get passports? Have you never been outside of the country before? Or is this going to be that huge bucket list trip? You know, maybe you travel a lot in the country or in, you know, a number of countries. Maybe you're big Europe people, but this is like going to be your first time to Asia or to Australia or something like that. And it's a huge bucket list. My advice would be, regardless if you are, you know, newbie travelers or really experienced is to at least have one sort of bucket list type thing in your trip. So either that could be the destination, maybe it's a place, maybe you have always dreamed of going to Paris, even though it is the cliched honeymoon destination. That's okay. You're allowed to be a little cliched. So maybe that is the big thing you're taking off your bucket list. Or maybe it's oh, you're going to upgrade to business class or first class. Um, so you don't even care where you're going. You're just going to have the most luxurious flight experience. Or you're going to pamper yourselves. You're going to do in-room massages. Or you're going to see the sunset in um, in Greece. And you're going to drink champagne on a rooftop, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be something fancy and expensive. It could be like we're going to... Um, I don't know, we're going to camp in this um, this campground that we've always, always wanted to go to that has the most gorgeous views of the, the stars in the middle of the night or something like that. But just a little something that is, you know, a little bit bucket listy, a little bit special, something you don't do on every other trip together, just to make it feel like you are treating yourself and like this is a honeymoon. And of course, you know, it's going to be special. It'll be the two of you. You'll be going somewhere cool, doing cool stuff. You'll be newlyweds. Or even if you're not, you know, newlyweds, you're still recently weds. Um, so it will be special regardless, but I think it's it's extra special if you can have sort of something, something you've never done before or something you've always wanted to do. But still at the end of the day, there really is no right or wrong way to honeymoon. So whether you are campers or cruisers, if you want to do something all inclusive, if you want to plan it all yourself, that is totally fine. All of those things can be romantic and they can all be your honeymoon. So don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. You might get judgment. There might be people in your friends or family group who are like, what are you talking about? Like honeymoon means all inclusive resort in Mexico. Like what you can't go hopping through Southeast Asia, that's not a honeymoon. Of course, that's a honeymoon. Do whatever you want. Ignore those people. <laughs> As 
this for my partner and I, our dream honeymoon at the moment, and we don't have anything planned. I'll get into this a little later about trying to plan during COVID times. Um, but our dream honeymoon is New Zealand. That has been a huge bucket list destination for both of us for a really, really long time. Um, I've been to Australia, my partner has not, so we will likely loop in a bit of Australia too. Um, as you can tell from my accent, I am from North America, so New Zealand is pretty far away from us. Um, not somewhere we have been ever, uh, not even a part of the world we've been to, so we are super excited about that, and we want to sort of take like three weeks, maybe four weeks, and rent a car and drive as much of the North Island and the South Island as we can. We're actually not big adventure people, so I don't see us doing like bungee jumps or skydiving or even big hikes or anything like that, but I would love to just drive and see all the gorgeous scenery. Um, short hikes would be fine, go into the small towns. Uh, my partner really wants to go to Hobbiton, of course, just be, you know, be in with the nature, pay for expensive coffee, stay at adorable little family-run B&Bs. Um, we'd probably try to keep expenses pretty low on the ground, you know, getting a pretty no-frills rental car, staying at places that are pretty cheap, so I don't think we'll be doing luxury hotels or anything like that, um, but we would love, if we can swing it, maybe find a good deal or save up some points, we'd love to upgrade our flight to, like, business class or something like that, because the flight is looking like it's going to be, you know, at least 15 hours, possibly longer if we have connections. And it would be amazing to be in one of those lie flat seats for 15 hours. That would be the dream. So we are fingers crossed, hoping we can save up or find some sort of deal and do that. And that's definitely a trip that it would be a huge bucket list one for us. New Zealand's been somewhere we've wanted to go for a very long time. And it's also a trip that we kind of wanted to do before we have children. Um, I don't really love the idea of flying 15 hours with kids. <laughs> that sounds like the worst. Uh, and these flights are super expensive. So I don't also don't love the idea of having to pay for like a family of three or four or five or whatever it is to get there. So <laughs> that's one I kind of want to cross off before we have kids. And then when they're like, hey, why don't you take us to New Zealand? I'd be like, well, here's the price. And I didn't want to listen to you cry. <laughs> so they'll be on their own. They'll have to get themselves to New Zealand one day. But that is our dream trip and what we are hoping to do for our honeymoon. Okay, so when should you actually go on your honeymoon? My number one piece of advice here is do not go the day after your wedding. Traditionally, you know, the in a hetero wedding, the bride and groom would drive off from their wedding. Everyone's outside cheering. They drive off in the car. You know, the cans are connected to the back of the car. And the idea is that they're driving straight to the airport and they're getting on the plane and they're going on their honeymoon. And this is a horrible idea. <laughs> First of all, in real weddings, not weddings we see on TV or in the movies, the couple doesn't just leave. You can't just get in your car and peace out while the rest of your guests are still there. You, you have to stay. The couple is often the last, uh, they're the last people at the wedding. You have, you know, you can't, you can't just leave <laughs> unless all, even when you see, you know, you see those photos of like sparkler exits, those are usually staged. People are doing those earlier in the night. You're asking all your guests to come outside, line up, here, hold these sparklers, try not to burn me, try not to burn anyone else, taking some photos. Okay, back inside. Um, those are not usually when the couple's actually leaving because at that point, most of your guests are gone. The ones who are left are very drunk and you do not want to be handing them lit sparklers. So sorry, that was a bit of a tangent. But I promise you do not want to go the day of your wedding or the day after your wedding. You will be very tired. You will likely be exhausted, possibly hungover. You might still have guests in town. If you had people who flew in for your wedding, they might still want to see you, especially if it is people who are close to you. So it'd be awful if they flew in for your wedding and, you know, instead of spending time with them, you're like, okay, bye, we're going on our honeymoon. 
Uh, you may still have to connect with some of your vendors. Maybe you have to return rentals or maybe there was a payment that you missed or you have to check in with the venue to clean up or whatever it is. So you don't want to be trying to rush to the airport the next day. So if you do want to go on your honeymoon pretty soon after your wedding, at least give yourself, you know, two or three buffer days just to have a nap, <laughs> talk to some out-of-town guests, figure out any last remaining things with your vendors or your venue before you get on that plane. As for planning a honeymoon during these COVID times, unfortunately, if you are wanting to do, you know, that international honeymoon, that's not an option for most places at the moment. I know there are certain countries that are allowing people in, possibly with a COVID test or with a mandatory quarantine. Um, so it's not impossible, but sort of the regular back to normal travel planning and honeymoon honeymooning is is not a possibility unfortunately so you, for that you will have to plan pretty far out and that's okay um, I used to work for a travel planning company we did mostly honeymoons and I will say the majority of the honeymoons were delayed most people do not go on their honeymoon right away so whether that is a few weeks after the wedding a few months a full year even longer you can make it an anniversary thing like you're going to go celebrate your one-year anniversary or your two-year anniversary off on your honeymoon that is totally fine. You can still call it your honeymoon. Don't worry. No one's going to be mad. Um, no one's going to check if you if you tell the hotel, hey, it's our honeymoon. They're not going to say, uh, please show us your marriage license and let us know exactly when you tied the knot. No, no one's going to say that. It can be your honeymoon. Don't worry about it. And that also gives you a lot of time, not only to plan, but also to save up. Um, if you are spending, you know, the average $35,000 on a wedding, which mind blowing amount of money, and you also want to have this incredible honeymoon that's going to cost you like $10,000, $15,000, that's a big chunk of change to all to be uh, to be getting rid of all at one time. So it can be nice to actually delay your honeymoon by a year or two and give yourself lots of time to save up and to plan and to have something to look forward to. I know for myself, um, once the wedding's over, I anticipate having a little bit of those post-wedding blues where you're kind of like, oh, that's it? Like, it's done? Um, and it would be so cool to be like, oh, it's not done. We still have this amazing honeymoon we get to plan and look forward to. So that is a great reason to delay it. And I promise you, you are in good company. Lots of people go on delayed honeymoons, especially now with coronavirus. There are going to be so many more delayed honeymoons. You will not be alone. Okay, let's get into the actual planning of the honeymoon. So for me, as I said, the honeymoon is just as important, if not more important than the wedding. I am so looking forward to it. I'm really excited about it. So for me, I'm going to be putting probably more time and effort into planning my honeymoon and probably more money into planning my honeymoon than my wedding. And of course, that is up to you, up to you and your partner, what you value more, what you want to spend more time and money on. The nice thing about a honeymoon is that it is... Um, you can kind of do as much or as little as you want. So if you want to put a ton of time into it, if you want to put a ton of effort into planning, if you want to spend a lot of money, you can do that. If you want to spend next to nothing, you can literally get a hotel in your same city for, you know, two nights and that can be your honeymoon. Um, or if you want to spend money on it, but you don't want to put a lot of time, you can hand that off to someone else. I'll get into that in a second. But make sure that your honeymoon is on your wedding planning to-do list. So when you get that big checklist from 
I don't know, the Nod or WeddingWire or Brides.com, whoever it is who's putting out the ginormous checklist, make sure that Honeymoon is on there. And depending on how important it is to you and how much you know time and effort you want to put into it, give yourself some time. Really, like, you know, make it more than just, like, book tickets. Like, actually give yourself time to sit down with your partner and plan and get creative and decide what you want to do and get excited about destinations and watch, you know, movies set in Italy or Bali or Sydney or wherever it is you want to go. Um, as you can tell by the huge smile on my face, I feel like you can hear it. I am so excited about travel and trip planning. So that's definitely something I am so excited to sit down and actually map out our New Zealand honeymoon and I don't know, find some fun New Zealand TV shows to watch so I can see what it all looks like and get super excited. Uh, if you are not that person, if you are either, you know, really new to travel, you don't know where to start, or you just, you don't have time, or even if you did have time, you'd rather spend your time somewhere else. That is totally fine. You don't have to be a big trip planning lover like me. There are people out there you can hire. So everyone is familiar with travel agents and uh, traditionally travel agents will take care of booking um, trips for you. So everything from airfare and hotels to train tickets and excursions and activities. And often they don't charge you a fee. They just take a little bit from um, whoever. So let's say they book your airfare with I don't know, JetBlue, then JetBlue gives them a little bit of a cut. Or if they book your hotel with Marriott, then Marriott gives them like a commission pretty much. So you aren't playing the travel agent. However, there are um, some, I don't want to say issues, but there are some potential issues with this. Uh, depending on the agent, they might only recommend certain travel providers because those are the ones where they either get the best commission or they get commission, period. Um, so there's definitely some shady travel agents out there who are not looking out for your best interest, not trying to get you the best deal and just sort of out there in it for them, which I mean, fair enough, right? Because that's how they get paid. They get commissions. So they probably will not be telling you all of the options out there. They might not be getting you the cheapest option, but it definitely will not cost. So I guess actually I take that back. It could cost you something if they're not looking for the cheapest option for you. There are also people out there, uh, trip planners, that's something I used to do, where you do pay them, you usually pay a fee based on how long you're gonna be gone for. Um, so they don't get a commission. So you know that they're sort of working um, with your best interest at heart, they're working within your budget, they're researching, they're looking at all the available options. And you know that because you are paying them you know, out of your pocket versus waiting for a hotel or a restaurant or someone to give them a little cut. Uh, if neither of those things are within your budget, maybe you have a friend or a family member who is a big traveler. If you know me in real life, I would gladly do this for you. And maybe you can say to them like, hey, instead of getting us a wedding gift, we'd really love your help with planning our honeymoon. Can you help us, you know, narrow down where we want to go and book our airfare and hotels? Or, you know, can you recommend some things for us to do on the ground? I know you've been to Paris before. Can you give us like the top 10 things we have to do or something like that? And if your friend or family member loves travel, they will be so excited to gift you with this, with this trip planning. I know I would be over the moon if somebody asked me for this. So there's lots of help out there. There's also just, you know, lots of resources. There's lots of travel groups on Facebook. There are so many travel blogs. There are movies and TV shows about travel, Instagram accounts. So if you are totally stumped and you're just like, oh, I think we want to go to Greece, but like, what do you do in Greece? You can literally type in two weeks in Greece, and I promise you, you will find billions of blog posts giving you day-by-day -day itineraries, where to go, how to get there, how to book, you know, 
your flights, recommendations for hotels, where to eat, what to wear, all those things. So tons of resources out there. You are not alone. Don't worry. But again, if you don't have the time or you don't want to put the time into it, you can definitely hire somebody uh, to do that for you. So like I said, it's totally up to you how much effort or how much time. If you want it to be more custom, you're probably going to have to put more time into it. So that could be, you know, working with a trip planner and maybe you have to answer emails from them once a week or every day, depending on, you know, what's going on to let them know what you're looking for. Or it could be doing it yourself because you really do want to have a complete say in all of the options. If you want to be a little bit more hands off, maybe that's something like uh, cruise or an all-inclusive resort where you just sort of show up and all the activities are there and you can choose, you know, you wake up each morning and decide what you want to do and you don't have to worry about going anywhere or finding food because it's all kind of there for you. So again, there's no right or wrong way to honeymoon. <laughs> With COVID and, you know, being in the middle of a pandemic, it is so important that you make sure everything you book is refundable or has a cancellation policy that you are 100% comfortable with. And that's, you know, not even just, okay, sure, um, you know, I can cancel if I, if I let them know within a week or something like that. But what happens if this place goes out of business? Do you have extra cancellation um, insurance through your credit card? Do you need to buy special travel insurance or wedding insurance? Do you make, can you, oh, bleh, sorry, I will not even bother to edit this out. I'm sorry. <laughs> You'll just have to, to bear with me. I'm t too excited about the travel. Um, Sorry, so insurance with your credit card or separate travel insurance or wedding insurance and making sure that those things cover the coronavirus and pandemics. If you get sick, if the place shuts down, if quarantine or lockdowns happen, if something goes out of business, you just want to make sure you are 100% covered. And I always recommend travel insurance, but now more than ever, you want to make sure you have that in place because again... If something horrible happens and you can't go on your trip or you get stranded and you have to come home halfway through, you want to make sure you're not out um, thousands and thousands of dollars. So super important, not super fun, but definitely something you want to look into. Make sure you're reading that fine print. When it comes to actually planning your honeymoon, my recommendation is that you start with some relaxing days and you end with some relaxing days. So if you are planning to have a very relaxing honeymoon, like you just want to lie by the pool at your all-inclusive resort or lie on the cruise deck, uh, not even get off the cruise ship, you just want to chill by the pool and look out at the ocean, then great, you will be relaxing from you know start to finish. But if you're planning something a bit more active, you're planning to... Um, check out the temples of Angkor Wat in Cambodia, or you're going to go hiking in New Zealand, or uh, you're going to city hop around Europe, see all the castles or something like that. Awesome. Those are amazing honeymoon ideas. But make sure you give yourself a few relaxing days right at the start. You will have just had your wedding if you're going, you know, post-wedding, or even if you're not going post-wedding, you're sort of, you're coming out of work and life or school or home, you know, whatever it is, your, your responsibilities. You will have just traveled there, so maybe you're a little bit jet-lagged, you're just tired from travel. So make sure those first few days, you know, you haven't scheduled yourself to go on a 9 a.m. full day walking tour. Just give yourself some time to chill, you know, book a massage, plan to hang out by the pool, you know, grab a dinner somewhere nearby. And then same thing at the end of your honeymoon, before you have to go back to real life with work and responsibilities, give yourself, you know, 
an extra day or two to just chill. So maybe you book a slightly nicer hotel for your last stop, or again, you get massages or some other sort of spa day treatment. That's a really nice way to sort of bookend your honeymoon and make it that sort of relaxing, lovely, spending time together, no stress, um, just enjoying each other and enjoying your honeymoon and being able to chill a little bit. I think it's a great way to start it and also a great way to end it. Okay, so actually planning your honeymoon. So the first thing you wanna do is figure out how many days and then you wanna figure out your budget. So depending on your situation, your budget might determine how many days or you know, vice versa. So if you have a job that only gives you like two weeks of vacation, you wanna go and make sure, hey, these are the weeks that I wanna go. Can I have this time off, get it approved? And then you know, going to your bank account and figuring out your budget, how much do you wanna spend? Um, you might have an option like Honey Fund or other sort of honeymoon funds. So that's basically where, um, as part of your wedding registry, you allow people to contribute to your honeymoon. So it essentially is people just giving you cash, um, but it looks a lot cuter because you're telling them it's going towards the honeymoon. And I believe uh, Honey Fund and other ones like that, you can actually write down like activities. So when people give you cash, it could be like, oh, here's $100 towards um, dinner on a rooftop bar in Thailand or something like that. Um, so it's super cute. So that can be a great way to help fund your honeymoon if that's something you want. But you'll likely have to pay up front, especially if you're going, you know, right after your wedding, you will likely be paying for all of those things up front and then just hoping that some of that honey fund money comes through. But those are the most important things to figure out before you start planning is how many days and how much money. And then you can sort of get into the type of trip, the different destinations. We talked about this already, but the uh, type of trip that you want to go on, the atmosphere, you know, is it fast paced? Is it slow? Is there a certain destination you want to go to? So many options, uh, so many places for you to go. When it comes to actually booking, the first thing you want to book is your airfare. And again, making sure that you have all of those um, insurance policies in place and you're comfortable with all the cancellation terms. So airfare first and booking your big international airfare. So that's getting from where you are to your big destination. Um, you can worry about sort of the in-between um airfare or trains or whatever it is afterwards. You just want to book the big long haul stuff first. Then you'll want to book your accommodations. So whether that's, you know, hotels or hostels or apartments or chalets or villas, you know, whatever it is, make sure you've got a place to rest your head each night. Then you can start booking that sort of inter-transport. So whether it is trains or, or um, planes or automobiles, whatever it is that's getting you between places if you are doing some hopping around. And then you'll want to look at any activities or, you know, any special things that have to be booked ahead of time. So something... Um, if there's, you know, a really fancy restaurant, like it's, you know, a Michelin star restaurant that gets booked out months in advance, you want to make sure you have your reservation. Maybe there is a show or a concert in town, or just, you know, maybe you want to go and bathe the elephants at Elephant Nature Park in Chiang Mai. That's something you want to book ahead of time. So just doing a little bit of research and figuring out what you need to book ahead of time. And then everything else you can really figure out on the ground, like your day-to-day -day activities, where you're going to eat, um, shopping, things like that. You can figure that out on the ground. You can do some research ahead of time, you know, reading blogs, watching movies, whatever it is. But it's totally up to you, again, how much time and effort you want to put into it. Another tip I have is to book a little surprise for each other. I think that's another really cute way to make your honeymoon actually feel like a honeymoon and not just another trip. So you could each, um, you know, book something special for the other person. You could say, 
hey, um, you know, you take this day, I'm going to take this day, and I'll plan an itinerary for my day, you plan an itinerary for yours, and we won't tell each other, it'll just be a surprise. Or it could be, you know, booking a a dinner at a restaurant, you know, your partner is going to love or arranging to have uh, an in room massage, whatever it is, you know, your partner, you know, it would make them uh, make them happy. So I just think it's a great idea to do a little surprise, something like that. And lastly, I'm almost done talking, I promise. (laughs) Lastly, my last little tip here is tell everyone it is your honeymoon. I know that's a bit weird, but I promise you uh, it will help tell every single person from the moment you're booking. So when you're booking your hotels, you know, in the little like comment section, make sure you say, hey, this is our honeymoon. When you sit down for dinner, um, when you make the reservations, let people know it's your honeymoon because uh, in a best case scenario, you might get an upgrade, right? We've heard of people getting upgraded on flights. I know that doesn't happen as much anymore. Usually upgrades go to people who have loyalty cards and mileage with the airline, but maybe they'll send back a little thing of champagne or, you know, little treats or something like that. Maybe the hotel will upgrade your room or put champagne, I don't know, in a bucket for you. Um, And even if they aren't able to offer you any upgrades, you'll probably get really, really amazing service, which is great. So go ahead and tell everyone, wear those shirts that say newlyweds or brides or grooms or whatever it is. Don't be ashamed. Feel free to proclaim it from the mountaintops that you are on your honeymoon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the unconventional wedding planning podcast i really appreciate it and i hope i gave you some great ideas for your honeymoon i hope you have an amazing amazing time if you really want to make my day you can leave me a rating and review subscribe so you do not miss the next episode and tell a friend about the podcast and remember the wedding industry is bullshit Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.